broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta. It's time for Customer Experience Radio, brought to you by Heineken Company, real estate advisors specialized in corporate relocation. Now, here's your host, Jill Heineck. Welcome to Customer Experience Radio. I'm your host, Jill Heineck. I'm a business owner, real estate advisor, and customer experience enthusiast. I'm excited to share the success stories of top business leaders who are prioritizing the customer experience as a legit business strategy. Today, I'm super excited to have Nick Messino, CEO and President of Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce, joining us in the studio this morning. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. We are too. So we want to talk about the wonderful explosion happening in Gwinnett County. And talk to us a little bit about what how you got to this position. You're a little mm. bit about your background in economic development and then what led you to this position. Sure. Uh, I am very excited that in July of last year, I accepted and began the role of president and CEO of the Gwinnett Chamber, uh, the largest suburban chamber in the United States. Uh, and we're, we're very proud of uh, Gwinnett and the Gwinnett Chamber. Uh, I previously um, was in the chamber. I, I, I've been in the chamber uh, for 14 years, I was leading the economic development efforts, uh, in an effort called Partnership Gwinnett, which is a collaborative effort between Gwinnett County government, our 16 municipalities, our school system, our private sector industry, and the chamber. And it was the chamber's initiative and idea in 2006 to uh, work on this collaborative uh, effort. And I was really very happy to, to, to begin that process. I knew the chamber because previously I had been on the chamber board uh, representing the municipalities of Gwinnett County. I was an eight-year uh, mayor of the city of Suwannee from 2000 to 2007 and knew the chamber presidents very well, the, the, the current ones at the time and the previous ones. And they and I, and I had business acumen because I was in the recruiting and head, headhunting industry for 12 years. And I led divisions in Metro Atlanta. Uh, my last two and a half years, I was leading a national division mm-hmm. of a publicly traded company, and they they needed someone that both had the political mm-hmm. experience, the know-how, the local um, background, but then also had business knowledge and could speak to a CEO. And so I, I was blessed that I had those experiences when they had a need. Mm-hmm. And it was absolutely, when I came to work at the chamber in 2007 to lead economic development, it was absolutely just so great for me. I loved uh, the organization. I love the community and I've really enjoyed it. And then to have the opportunity after 13 years in economic development to lead the chamber, I feel very lucky. Uh, we have an incredible board, incredible staff, and uh, I'm really having a great time. I'm so glad to hear that. So, you know, what intrigues me a lot about the Gwinnett Chamber is A, the explosive growth, but B, um, I want to know a little bit more about how partnership Gwinnett, how, how does that, what, where does that puzzle fit in to the overarching economic development strategy. Sure, sure. Uh, by the way, I'm, I love the explosive growth of the Gwinnett Chamber too. Uh, <laughs> so we're aligned there. Um, okay, Partnership Gwinnett is exactly as it's entitled. It is a partnership mm-hmm. of all things in Gwinnett mm-hmm. from the public, private, nonprofit uh, community driving jobs and investment. There's nothing better for any community, any individual to be gainfully employed. Mm-hmm. And all that that resolves, uh, if there's issues in your life, Working is fantastic mm-hmm. um, in, in regards to family, everything. Right. Uh, it, it's it's a very positive thing. So the community decided that the chamber alone, the county alone, uh, working to recruit and retain jobs would not be as effective as if we all did it together. So not only did 
uh, the initiative started. It's a, it's a funded initiative by most all governmental organizations in Gwinnett and many of the top leading, um, private sector organizations. Mm -hmm. And so the chamber, it was their idea, their strategy. Um, every five years, including in 2006, they, they did a one year, uh, fully comprehensive interview of everybody in the community, every stakeholder, um, on what do we need as a community? Where should we be focused? And since 2006, every five years, and we're coming up next year in that five-year cycle, we will spend six to nine months going through that large process. We'll hire a consultant to make sure we understand what we're doing, who we are, where we're going, what we need to be focused on. And that effort's ultimate goal is to recruit, retain, and expand jobs in our five targeted industries. Right. So that that's a big job. <laughs> yes, that, it, that's a huge initiative. It is. And we have 10 people uh, mm-hmm. inside the chamber embedded on our second floor mm-hmm. in the partnership Gwinnett division. And they get up every day to Are they undercover. They're, you said embedded. So they're, they're embedded. Uh, <laughs> they have covert titles. Right. Uh, they use secret project codes. Right. Uh, they I can't even see their calendars half the time. It, we're laughing, but actually all of I just, what I just said was true. Uh, there's, there's things that, uh, that they work on, uh, that have secret codes. And I just know that they're working on a coded project. Right. Uh, of which I, they sometimes tell me the name of the company, but then I forget it. I just remember the, the sexy code project Jaguar. I love it. So for partnership Gwinnett, um, do you have to be a member company in order to benefit from? What's happening with that program? So the Gwinnett Chamber is obviously a membership organization. Right. Traditionally, what you think of a chamber, we are. We're just much more exciting than what you might be thinking. <laughs> um, Partnership Gwinnett is a separately funded public-private initiative. Okay. And so, you know, you you could join the Gwinnett Chamber for $495 if you're a mm-hmm. small business. Mm-hmm. There's just not that opportunity to engage in Partnership Gwinnett at that level. I mean, their, their average investor is ten to fifteen thousand dollars a year. Makes sense on the governmental side. Mm-hmm. Some of them are hundreds of thousands of years mm-hmm. a year. They're dealing with literally f- flying around the world recruiting companies uh, to Metro Atlanta and Gwinnett. Um, yeah, that sounds exactly right. So I just wanted our listeners to understand where where they might be able to get involved at what level. Yes, thank yeah. you. I, and the Gwinnett Chamber has a lot to offer from our general membership to our exclusive Chairman's Club membership, and there's lots of ways to engage. Uh, and at GwinnettChamber.org, you can learn all about it. <laughs> well, I, that's fantastic. I think um, I I would I'd like to delve into a little bit is what makes the your chamber's story so compelling, and why and how you know and how that is attracting and retaining member companies in the Gwinnett area. Yes, well, thank you, I, and I'm excited to share with you. Uh, I, what I hear from members the most um, is the ability to connect uh, with both the members and the staff uh, of what sets us apart. And I love all of my partner chambers in, in this region uh, from our great friends at the Greater North Fulton Chamber, the Cobb Chamber, uh, the Metro Atlanta Chamber. We all get along very well. Uh, we communicate on a literally regular basis, sometimes weekly uh, with my good friends at the Metro Atlanta Chamber. Um, but I think what sets us apart is a little bit about what sets Gwinnett apart. Uh, we are this incredibly gigantic community, almost a million people. Uh, we'll surpass Fulton County in the next five years. Uh, we will be a million people in the next two years. Uh, and we will be the largest uh, community in Georgia. And what I think sets us apart from like Fulton County uh, is Gwinnett does feel, and if you live and work in Gwinnett, you feel it. we are one community. We are the most diverse community in the Southeast United States. 
there's a 78.6% chance of two Guanishans meet. They'll be from a different <laughs> ethnic background. You've never heard Guanishan before, right? No, the fact that we're talking about matchmaking. <laughs> oh, right. Two random Guanishans, right? Right. Um, and so we are incredibly diverse. 25% of our population was born outside the United States. Mm. I mean, we are a soup of the world. Uh, we are the United Nations of the Southeast. And people have embraced it. And it's really exciting. And really, the reality is maybe 90% of Guanishans were not, are not from Gwinnett. Right. They're from around the United States. I'm, I was, I moved from Ohio after mm-hmm. graduating from college and many, uh, you know, half of our staff, uh, if not more than half are not from one at. Mm-hmm. And so just, it's, it's really interesting to be new somewhere and to be welcomed and then feeling that welcomeness and then, then paying it forward. So there's just something really unique. And we feel that at the chamber and we do that. Um, the chamber has well over 250 events on a daily and weekly basis, um, that, uh, are repetitive programs, networking events that happen on Thursday mornings and Friday mornings. But then we have huge large scale events like, uh, our record setting state of the county happened last week with over 900 people. It's the largest state of the county, um, in the region. Uh, it happens on an annual basis. Our annual dinner just took place a few weeks ago. Again, w- almost a thousand people. And, uh, the, there's, there's a little bit for everybody. And maybe you don't want to dress up and go to the, the annual gala, which mm-hmm. I call the Gwinnett prom for adults. <laughs> uh, but, but maybe you want to go to a networking event right. and meet with 50 people that are like-minded. And, uh, we just have a little, we, we have something for whatever you're looking for. We are very business focused. Uh, we're, we're super focused on lead generation for our members. We want to put people together that can benefit each other. Um, and we like to have fun. Uh, we have a, a business after hours nine times at a, uh, nine times a year. And I mean, we'll have 250 people. That's a, that's a, that's a very casual networking environment. And 250 people is a lot of people and it's after hours as the name would uh, describe. And it's fun. And so we, we definitely like to have a good time. We take our job seriously. We don't take ourselves super seriously. Right. Uh, there's a lot of laughing that's going on both in the office, um, and, uh, at all of our events. Uh, we, we really try to entertain. So you're uh, at about 2,000 member companies right now? Yes. Yeah. We're probably over 2,000 mm-hmm. specific. I think we're probably at 2,000 general members and about 200 of our chairman's club members, which and is it- our exclusive highest end membership. Right. So the makeup of your member companies give us an idea, like from, you know, from small business to sure. big business. Not a surprise. 80% plus of our members are okay. the you, the federal government would say they're small business. Federal government says companies under 250 employees is small. That right. sounds pretty big to me. Right. Um, but we, we're, we are made up as is the rest of the United States mm-hmm. is made up of small businesses. Uh, we do have, uh, two Fortune 500 headquarters mm-hmm. in Gwinnett County. Both of them are members. Um, they, they, they're, they're not super active. They're there when they need us. Uh, they're dealing with things on a federal and global level. Um, and where we do, we do work with them and, and help them where they need it and, and vice versa. They help us. But I'd say our general member, um, is the owner or leader of a company that has 50 employees. Mm-hmm. And that, that is a very common person at the table, uh, that represent most of my board members probably have 50 to a hundred. Uh, employees. Nice. And the thing that's really uh, fun is because 25% of our population born outside the United States from all over the world, uh, there, there's global discussions that happen every day. Right. And uh, our makeup of, uh, of both our staff, our members literally look like the world too. It's really fun. And um, it, it's, it's a, if you're interested in traveling the world, but you can't afford it, come spend some time in Gwinnett. <laughs> uh, between restaurants and culture, we have it all. 
It sounds like it. So what I'm hearing is that there is a member retention experience strategy in place. You may not call it that, but with the events to cater to your different, you know, members, it makes sense and it keeps them engaged. Y- yes. I, what a wonderful thing to ask. Uh, I appreciate you asking. Um, when I started on July 1st, I had my number one goal was employee engagement and retention. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if the staff isn't right. totally focused on what the goals are, and so I did a lot of listening. I had, uh, at the time we had 34 employees, uh, minimum one hour with each employee in my office, uh, 34 meetings over about 40 days. Some of them we did a part two and some of them we did a part three because mm-hmm. they had a lot to share. Right. Uh, and I just generally and jokingly say the Gen Z's and the millennials are super positive and their outlook on life is so amazing. And I was so inspired <laughs> and myself as a Gen X and the boomers at our office, we're all just totally over it. And, <laughs> We're super negative and not, we're not negative, but you know, we've experienced positive energy, bring positive energy. (laughs) So it's it's really nice to have a mix of all four of those generations. Uh, If we had one or the other, we probably wouldn't be as effective as we are. Um, But in doing so uh, really got into lots of great discussions about our culture. And I think culture is literally the number one thing any CEO needs to be working on. And if they think it's not at a top, one, two, or three, I, I would argue that they're probably in the wrong role mm-hmm. uh, because culture is what is king in any Absolutely. organization, public, private, nonprofit, it doesn't matter. So I feel like we have done very well focusing on culture. We literally have a committee. They actually have their first meeting next week, uh, which is the uh, the the employee engagement committee. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, you would n- not be surprised that every Gen Z and millennial wanted to be on the committee. And so we mixed it up between uh, generational gaps. And so once I felt like we were on the right road and we have a, we have a great leadership team in place, we then started focusing on what you brought up, which is member engagement and member retention, which for, member retention for any chamber of the United States is super important. Right. Because right off the bat, you're going to have in Gwinnett, because we have 25,000 businesses, we literally could have 250 new businesses um, start in a year. We Actually, we probably have over a thousand starting mm-hmm. a new year. Mm-hmm. They're, they know we've all been trained as you go join the chamber. Well, as effective as any chamber is, not every business was a good idea in the first place. Right. Uh, they may not make it. Right. Uh, and so you're just going to have natural turnover right. in that 10 to 20% of any chamber anywhere in the United States because the companies just may not be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that 80% that we really are focused on in regards to, if you can get someone to renew the second year, Mm -hmm. you may have them for life. Mm -hmm. Um, And our chairman's club, which is our uh, high value, it's, it's $5,500 a year. It's, Mm -hmm. it's a high value membership. We are spending a lot of time and effort asking our members at all levels, what they think, what they're looking for. Uh, We have just recently, two weeks ago, hired a concierge manager Mm -hmm. uh, focused specifically on our board members and our chairman's club. So smart. Thank you. It's and I have not had a unique, interesting idea any time in my life. Uh, I just simply ask. I doubt what, that. No, I, I just stand by that comment. Uh, I literally I ask smart people. I never stop asking my members, uh, uh, other great organizations like some of the ones I've mentioned. Uh, two of the ones that we're going to emulate as much as uh, we'll be allowed to: uh, YPO, uh, mm-hmm. Young Presidents Organization, and EEO, Entrepreneur mm-hmm. Organization. Uh, I speak to, I have many friends that are members, uh, or have past members, and they talk about the exclusivity of mm-hmm. those programs, uh, and those, those organizations. And, uh, we want to partner where we can with both of them right. and then emulate them where we can with our chairman's club. And then with our general member, uh, 
members. We really are focused on what is in their best interest, what is their value, and there's no better way to find out than just asking. Correct. So we're asking a lot of questions, listening, and then putting our uh, plans together. Interesting. So is it, would you call it your member experience strategy or is it more about retention? No, it, well, they isn't they're one hand or the other. Hand. They, they yeah, are hand in hand. Yeah. But it's interesting to hear what co- what different companies call it yeah. and how they position it inside the inside the organization yeah. to then impress upon the team and the culture around delivering that experience, right? So right. I'm just always curious as to what you call it. Yes. In the chamber world, mm-hmm. member retention member is retention. very common. Mm-hmm. And without a great engagement strategy, right. your number will not be high. And so right. I'm, I'm, folk, I'm a huge KPI fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a BA in mm-hmm. uh, communication, so I'm, I'm not analytical right. per se. But how do you measure anything without right. KPIs? And so you asked me a question which you said was, do you have about 2000 members? Mm-hmm. And I was, I was a little, not super clear. I didn't mm-hmm. say yes, because <laughs> it, it's, I'm unclear about some things. Mm-hmm. I'm unclear about exactly how many members we have. Mm-hmm. You think that would be an easy answer. Uh, and so we're drilling down on that. Uh, I, and so if I don't know how many members I had last year and I had this year, how do I have an exact number right. on what my member retention was? Right. So we're looking at all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're literally our, my chair, Tammy Shoemate, uh, this year, she said, Nick, I appreciate what you're doing. You're literally going through every single thing and you're asking why. Mm-hmm. Um, and we shouldn't do things just because we always have. Right. And so one of those is, well, how do we calculate these things? How do we, what's our, what's our internal systems? Mm-hmm. And so we're looking at everything. Uh, w- but I do believe we have to measure it and we have to set goals once we actually have a measurement. So in terms of member retention, I mean, what, what kind of feedback are you getting from your current members as to what would keep them either renewing every year or what would make their membership more valuable to them? What are you hearing? Sure. Well, right off the bat, one of the most interesting things is our communication team was very clear about this and they had been hearing it for some time. Uh, but we were probably over communicating. Uh, and our chamber was, I think, famous. It was kind of a joke of a punchline in Gwinnett about getting a lot of emails from the Gwinnett mm-hmm. Chamber. So they put a strategy in place based on data, based on research, uh, and communicating to people. And so we're communicating more appropriately. Mm-hmm. You can sign up for a weekly email, a daily, or a monthly. It's your choice. Um, I like it. And, and we literally had a lot of fun. We did a little video. Mm-hmm. It was kind of my first uh, hello to the membership. And uh, we had in the, my, I, I was speaking from my desk mm-hmm. and I had my monitor behind me, my laptop and my monitor. <laughs> then I had my iPhone and I had my iPad and it all had a giant spam can, <laughs> a can of spam on the thing. I love it. And it said, I'm, I've, I've heard that we're over communicating. Some people might call it spam. Uh, and so I don't really ever refer to. Did you this. come up with that? No, I'm not. Again, I'm not creative. I, I have great, we have great people on our communications and marketing team and they did it and That's it good. was awesome. And literally I have never sent, I've never done anything in regards to video or email, except when I'm on Radio X, uh, that people don't say, I have never said more about that thing, uh, about that specific video. And it was fun to do, but it was effective. And people signed up to the appropriate communication that was in their best interest. So we're communicating effectively. Mm-hmm. And then in regards to what we've heard is, th- this is not a surprise. People want to do things that are interesting, entertaining, but effective. Mm-hmm. They love experiential learning. Mm-hmm. They want to uh, be involved. They don't want to sit in a lecture hall and be listened and spoken to uh, or talked at. And so we're really trying to focus on everything that is interaction. Mm-hmm. And from, we used to do, I, I would argue a very, very boring 
45 minute, this is chamber orientation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it would be an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. No one wants to be spoken to like that. Uh, and so now it's five minutes. Welcome. We're excited you're here. You're now going to move between five tables over the next 45 minutes and you're going to interact. There'll be two minutes of an introduction. And then we're going to talk about what you want to talk about. And, and that started for me also in my first leadership meeting. Mm -hmm. We have a new leadership team in place. Um, we had some people that retired and I was able to promote from within. We had a lot of A players, top talent. I, I have not brought in, actually, we just recently, actually, we've not brought one person in at a leadership role from outside. And that was intentional because we had strong leaders. Mm -hmm. So we promoted the team and we start off every staff meeting. I don't lead the staff meeting. We start with what are the most important things to affect you in the next two weeks and our organization? And that's the agenda. And we vote if there's too many things on the agenda, you can only recommend three things. And so it's, we're leading as a group and it's not a dictatorship, but we're also constantly communicating. We do a uh, 50 second uh, huddle every morning on the leadership team in my office and we stand so we don't stay very long and we're just listening and focused. And so we have a very strong internal feedback loop between the staff and the leadership team where we're communicating uh, through the uh, through the leaders mm -hmm. and then we're hearing back what's going on. And so I think the communication is important uh, for us to be able to respond to our members. Well, everything you've just said, is, that's where the magic is, right? Mm -hmm. So your leadership you have a cohesive team who's then your, the other parts of your organization sees that, mm -hmm. feels that, is going to, that's where your culture is. And so they're going to help really deliver at a fantastic level, uh, an experience that your members are going to love and continue to c come back for more, right? Right. So. And, and can I say one thing? Yeah. Absolutely. Again, I, and, I, and I'm not trying to self-deprecate by any <laughs> means, uh, but I'm happy to always. Everything I've just said. Many of the listeners have heard these principles. Mm -hmm. I didn't create any of them. Mm -hmm. Patrick Lencioni, uh, th there's, there's, these are mm -hmm. really bright people mm -hmm. have been preaching these things for decades. You, you can write books. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you, you name them. Mm -hmm. Um, the, uh, the, um, uh, Andy Stanley. Oh, of I mean, you know, what a fantastic, mm -hmm. that's a great podcast, mm -hmm. uh, his leadership lessons. And I, I'm not inventing anything. I'm just implementing things that I've heard from great leaders, which is, a huge step in the right direction because we do hear a lot of leadership that talks a lot about these things, but doesn't actually take action or empower the team to take the action or have the team feel part of the action <laughs> or have the team feel part of the decision making with yes. the actions that are happening. So from an engagement perspective, I think you're going at it from all levels. Well, that's, thank you. That's I, what's very exciting about it to me. Yeah, I, I don't have a crystal ball. And so I'm just, you know, listening Right. And in implementing things. And I will tell you, in regards to staff meetings, mm -hmm. they're so good. But at a point in my career, they were really bad and stale. Mm -hmm. And I brought in a Patrick Lencioni consultant. Mm -hmm. And I said, we just, I don't, none of us feel like our meetings are effective. This was about four years ago when I was leading the economic development office. And he said, it's really interesting. We did a lot of self, uh, we did these assessments and the team loved the team and the team culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just, we were get we were off the charts, but we didn't like to meet. Mm -hmm. So who loves working together, but they don't like to meet? It's because our meetings were stale and boring mm -hmm. and it was, I was talking too much. And so they, they came in, they blew it up. And now we, uh, we still love the culture is awesome. Uh, and we actually have an effective meeting process. So when you meet, where is the meeting? Uh, the meeting happens. Well, the senior leadership team meets every Monday at nine o'clock. 
uh, for 60 minutes at the most. Sometimes we wrap up around early. the air hockey table. Uh, no, we, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the Gen Z's have not taken over completely. Uh, no, it's a, it's a boring wooden table. Uh, and then we have in another room, a granite boring table, uh, but it's a fact a, a conference room. Uh, and we do sit, uh, and, but, and you talk and we communicate. It's crazy. And those meetings aren't lasting hours on that. No, no, they, no only yeah. one hour. And sometimes right. we'll, and we'll vote. We're like, Hey, we, we need two more minutes for this or five right. more minutes for this. And the other thing though, that was super effective that I, that I'm, that I'm got a problem with is I don't put my phone down. So we leave our phones uh, out of the office. Nice. Um, or we keep them in our pockets and we might pull them out just to use the calendar to choose a date. Right. Uh, but we just, it's just, it's rude anyway. And, uh, and I'm labeling myself as many times I'm using my phone when I shouldn't be. <laughs> um, so that's, again, this is all just communicating and right. there's, there's nothing off topic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I've been called out. And you're, you're, and I've, and I've encouraged people to call me out if I'm on my phone when I shouldn't be. Um, Understood. That's the culture we're in. Yes. Yes. Right. That's what we, and we have to lead by example. Right. Exactly. So talk to me a little bit about, um, a couple of initiatives that you're real excited about happening for, you know, you're having the pipeline for 2020. Sure. Um, what things are the team, what's the team working on? Sure. Uh, the one that I'm I just, it's so fresh right now because on Monday, uh, a young man named Paul O. Um, OH, mm-hmm. uh, he just started. He's my, uh, manager of public policy and community affairs. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a staff person focused on public policy in seven years. Uh, Paul worked, uh, up until last Friday with Congressman Rob Woodall, the seventh district. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul went to uh, Pope High School in Cobb and went to Georgia Tech. He's been with, he, he did a small stint as an intern with, uh, the Georgia Chamber mm-hmm. and he's, he started with us. He literally, does public policy, community affairs, and he's my administrative support. So he's, I don't need full-time support, uh, but because of my political background mm-hmm. uh, and, and engagement, uh, Paul and I are going to work closely together. And right off the bat yesterday, we're, he introduced himself to all of our General Assembly members and Gwinnett shared our public policy agenda that's put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, internally, our marketing team does a great job. They're very creative. Uh, and he shared it with all of them. I, I, I know we've had a public policy agenda, I'm unsure if someone ever shared it with anybody, mm. but we are sharing it with both our federal delegation, our local delegation. And then next week, he's going to, he's going to share it with every mayor and every city council member and Excellent. introduce himself. And so we, we have, we as the Gwinnett Chamber represent the business interests of our community and we will unapologetically defend them uh, when it comes to bad legislation, current legislation that might exist uh, that needs to be changed and legislation that needs to be proposed. Uh, one of those uh, items, if I could share, is Gwinnett. I don't know if you if you live in Metro Atlanta, you might have realized we have a congestion issue. Really? Yes. And we, we're not going to be able to build roads out of this problem. <laughs> um, but we need to have alternatives. There is no alternative uh, to driving in Gwinnett County. Mm-hmm. And I've had people in the past uh, foolishly say, well, you could ride your bike or you could walk. Uh, the walkability and bikeability score, I would argue anywhere outside of just a couple of small pockets in our entire region is pretty, pretty poor. Mm-hmm. And so we have to give Gwinnetians an alternative and that is going to be, and it's going to cost money mm-hmm. and we will have a bond referendum. I hopefully, uh, in November, we'll be able to vote to increase nice. our ability to tax ourselves. Uh, and so Paul's going to be driving that issue for us internally at the chamber. Uh, and we have to, uh, I've not spoken to a CEO that, by the way, that doesn't want that. Um, and I'll share that we're in a building that, uh, West Rock is headquartered. 
and they are no longer in Gwinnett because one of the reasons was because they didn't have access Mm -hmm. uh, to transit. And West Rock's a global company um, and they need access to Hartsville Jackson Airport. And when you have a one option, which is a car, that doesn't give you any options. So now from a recent win perspective, you have any, uh, anything in 2019 or in recent months or weeks that you can share with us? Sure. And I'm, you're referring to economic development projects? Sure. Okay. Well, Whatever you, you want to talk about. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so last year, actually, interestingly enough, now that I'm out of the way in the economic development arena and it's now led by Andrew Carnes, they actually had a record year. Uh, they had our goals about 2000, uh, new jobs in our targeted industries. This is, these are high paying, high value target industries. They had, I think, 3200 new jobs. Uh, one, which was led by, and I'm sure you've read about a, about a giant Amazon mm-hmm. uh, fulfillment center uh, just in Gwinnett County on the border with uh, DeKalb in the shadows of Stone Mountain. And this is a multi-hundred million dollar development, three stories, uh, robotics, hundreds of employees, millions of an investment. And it, it, it is the modern, the one of the most modern logistical centers that Georgia will have ever seen. And so that, that was, thank you so much. And that was a great project between Gwinnett County, uh, the state of Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, and Amazon. I mean, it was a real partnership between everyone involved. That's a big boon for the area. Yeah, we're very excited. <laughs> very excited. And so we already have uh, 15 additional announcements to announce this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but out of respect for these private companies, mm-hmm. they have to dictate when they're going to make the announcement. Right. They could be expanding, but they could sometimes be consolidating and mm-hmm. they need to notify people and other uh you know, parts of the world. We're really blessed in Metro Atlanta because this is where people want to be. Right. Um, when they're, even during the horrible recession of 2008 to 2012, um, many of our companies actually expanded in, in Gwinnett and in Metro Atlanta mm-hmm. because of consolidations. Right. So if you have an office in Boise and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to pick on other places, but you think <laughs> of a random place and you're like, we need to consolidate. Uh, Atlanta is pretty awesome. Uh, not only do we, do we have a growing population and in the worst depths of the recession, Atlanta's population still rose. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gwinnett County in our worst, worst year during the recession, we still had 6,000 new employees. There were multiple states that lost population. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is where people want to be, obviously, through thanks to Hartsville Jackson Airport, uh, more direct flights to any other place in the world. It's an incredible airport, incredible asset. And it's the reason why we have well over 600 international businesses uh, based, have have an operation based in Gwinnett. And about 200 of them, it's their America's headquarters because of Hartsville Jackson, obviously our port. Right. uh, Just an easy way to get around. It really is. So, um, tell me, um, maybe one or two of the, a wow experience that you might have had recently with an organization or a company, um, that you really thought, you know, I could, I could really adopt some, some kind of, um, culture point to my organization because of the experience I've had with them. Okay. You're totally putting me on the spot on that one, but I'm going to do the best I can. Um, so as we have, um, revamped our mm-hmm. um and I, I revamped our membership mm-hmm. and i mentioned our new position our concierge service mm-hmm. uh that came to light when we were really focusing on the word concierge mm-hmm. when uh we did our annual board retreat at the ritz carlton mm-hmm. Reynolds plantation oh perfect and, yeah and, and and if you you can't you know, it, we're really lucky to have you know multiple ritzes mm-hmm. uh in metro land and georgia 
And then we're obviously the headquarters of Chick-fil-A. When mm-hmm. you think about customer services, mm-hmm. customer service excellence, those two organizations with the my pleasure. Right. And, and really, as we were designing that position, we had that in mind. Not even mine. We talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, about And literally in our job description, we referred to Chick-fil-A and Ritz-Carlton. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to set the standard for customer service. And you think, I mean, Ritz-Carlton, just you can feel it when you walk in the door. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's a, it's a very expensive, high end caliber place. And then Chick Fil A is. Let's be honest. It's a fast food restaurant right. selling chicken. Right. Um, and but they, you just feel special every time you interact. Right. And that's what we wanted our chairman's club members to feel like. Excellent. Um, and then I actually, you know, mentioned already EO and YPO mm-hmm. and their members, they just gloat almost when they're talking about their organization. Mm-hmm. And I literally looked at some of the stuff. I was like, I. I got three EO members mm-hmm. together and I said, tell us about it. And we were just listening and they were gloating about how great it was. And I thought, okay, could you imagine someone describing us that way? That is our goal. We want people to just brag. You're in this, we're in this and you're not. <laughs> um, and so I've, I've joked with the staff, if we can get our service levels, we won't even have to sell anything anymore. We'll right. just become order takers. That's the idea. Uh, yeah, that's the idea. I mean, that's the aspirational right. goal, right? Right. Uh, but that that's where we want to be. I, I, I hopefully that was helpful in answering no, no, your question. Yeah. So it's it's you enjoy a Ritz Carlton experience, right? Every oh time gosh. you're there. I, yes, every time. We had <laughs> let's um, go right after we had Horsey Schultz. Uh, he we had Horse Schultz here um, last year. He's um, fun, and he he was Sounds fantastic so cool. talking about um, how he empowers his team in order to deliver that top guest experience, so that you do have lifelong. The guest, mm. you know, that's the whole point. And so, um, I think it's a fantastic, fantastic, you know, kind of, um, example. Mm. And as long as everyone in your organization can actually experience it in order to then be able to deliver it. Okay. That's great. <laughs> so now we got to take the entire team to the Ritz Carlton. Thank I'm just you. Saying. Thank you so much for that. And they can, you know, thank me. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, I think we should invite you <laughs> to join us. But so. I think that's the way when you experience it, then you can, you better understand it. Right. You know what? I got a better idea. We're going to start with Chick-fil-A. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Not knocking it. Yeah. <laughs> we also had Deanne Turner, formerly of um, Chick-fil-A. She was here right after um, Horsey came. And we had a fantastic conversation with her also about how they were, um, when she was in the organization, she's now on her own speaking about what she was doing there. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things she mentioned is that, you know, we really wanted to make sure everybody felt like they were cared for and part of this um, team culture. So that it trickled down to the customer experience. Yes. Yeah. Right. My, so my, you've already spoken to that point. So you're on the right track. <laughs> thank you. You know, actually, I spoke to both of your guests. You know what they said about the show? They said it was their pleasure to be here. <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I have enjoyed you so much today. Thank you so much for fighting the traffic and coming yeah. to see us. My pleasure. We really appreciate it. So for our listeners, um, we can go to where to find out more about the Gwinnett Chamber? GwinnettChamber.org. Excellent. And again, thanks, Nick. Um, and this has been Customer Experience Radio. Thank you. <laughs>